Hey guys. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show. Where we are bringing you the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of the show. I am a nurse, blogger, and podcaster. And I'm Sam. I'm a nurse, powerlifter, podcaster, and co-host of The Selfie Show. Today, first of all, two years. Woo! Two year anniversary. Cheers to Selfie, Selena, to the podcast. Like, look at us. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Who not have not thought. me. Not me. So technically the show has, we have two anniversaries. So we we celebrate things over here. So the first anniversary that we've celebrated, obviously, is when you became co-host. Yes. And then this is the two year of the, the foundation of Selfie. 3-3-2020 is when it launched. It's been two years. It's been crazy. We are just so thankful for every single one of you. Dude, there was no pandemic when the selfie show started. Oh there wasn't. <laughs> what happened? Now we're in a world war. What I the know. Fuck? World War Three. What is going on? The world right now. Daddy Zelensky. <sighs> oh, my God. Give it to me, Daddy Zelensky. Here we go. Pop off. If you don't have a crush on him, you're blind. Well, I am blind. <laughs> Literally. Oh, your I eye, your eye situation. See out of my left eye. Sam's saga, your eye saga. Why is my life it's, just it's, sad? We call it Sambles. I'm in Sambles. You're yeah, in my, Sambles. My friend nicknamed me Sambles because he's like, you're always in shambles. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's called Sambles. Sambles. I got a corny. I woke up Saturday after flying home from Orlando Friday with a corneal abrasion or ulcer now-ish. Yeah. I can't wear my contacts. I wore my glasses, but they are this thick. Yeah, they look like the bottle cap glasses they're, from like, They're you know. so thick. They stick out yeah. on both sides. So I get motion sick. Mm-hmm. Like my own bad vision gives Gets you motion nausea. sickness. Yeah. That's yeah. absurd. So now I'm just wearing a contact in my right eye and my left eye is completely blind. Mm-hmm. So like you just had to park my car. For I me. literally just <laughs> like, I was like, I can't. Like you want, it was a tight squeeze on the left. And I'm like, I am literally blind. On yeah. Living by side. the beach is not optimal. If you don't have good eyesight for parking, <laughs> like, yeah, we have everything's learned. a tight squeeze. You're like, okay, it's a tight squeeze. I'm like, I can't make this turn. I cannot see out of my left eye. So yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping that'll, I'm putting steroid drops in it. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. Mm. So anniversary. Anniversary. Super excited. We love is you it- guys. Um, Yeah. We're just, I can't believe two years two years has flown by i can't even and mentally all the support yeah we just uh so thankful for you guys for <laughs> bless you hi honey i am like allergic to samples life. i'm allergic <laughs> to actual just physical existence uh yeah we've survived a pandemic we're you know it's the state over. of the world is, is it crazy. over yeah i just we need a break can we catch a break like what is going on i just would love normalcy and like a boring life for a while i'm tired of being a millennial where our entire existence has been unprecedented times yeah like think about i don't want to make the history books when we were watching 9-11 unfold yeah i remember not understanding what terrorism was yet because i was too young to understand the concept of terrorism i literally was like oh my god a plane crash (laughs) and then it was like a second plane crash and my history teacher's like this is really bad because i was sitting in my actual u.s history no world history class sophomore year of high school and i was like i don't get it like why is this such i was and in then, seventh grade yeah and it's, it's like crazy. fuck it has not stopped i know since then and then yeah. now a pandemic and then this shit with russia is we would love a boring i would love boring absurd and i honestly i think it's insane 
technology wise or even social media wise where we are right now because I am literally watching the invasion of Ukraine unfold on TikTok. TikTok. Thank you. Oh my God. My I cousin. get more of my updates from TikTok Same. and actually like people videos from over there on TikTok than I do the actual news. Yeah, I uh, my cousin sent me. There's there's a couple creators over there. They're literally doing you know like minute by minute updates. There's Ukraine soldiers right. that are on TikTok posting yeah. updates, and I've like started following them, and I'm like checking every day because there's this one guy. He was actually like dancing to Michael Jackson like out in the trenches. Yeah, and I. I love like everyone was panicked because he didn't post for a day and um, people were like, and then he posted and everyone's like, Oh my God, you posted like, God. we're so glad you're alive. And I'm like, this is a fucking wild time to be alive that we're watching things like this literally unfold on social media platforms. We have access to one yeah. really what's going on from the people that are really there and experiencing it, not through the lens of what mass media wants left the story or right that, or blue or yeah. red, or I'm just so the fucking story over that, that they want to paint and the narrative yes. that they want to drive home. We're not having to see it through that. We're we over can literally get on TikTok and see stories from the people in Ukraine. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. Like, did you see the little old grandma mm -mm. that was like, asking the soldiers like what do you go home whatever and then she had sunflower seeds and she said here take these seeds so like they will sprout from where you lay basically like when your bo dead body like at mm. least sunflower seeds will sprout from your dead body and was she ukraine their national flower is the sunflower so it made it i was like damn wow cold-blooded <sighs> this fucking grandma is wow. cold savages <laughs> wow. but i'm like that is wow i can't even wrap my brain around what they're experiencing over there it is this yeah. isn't even actually something this isn't our show notes it like just can you came can you right imagine now, i know we're popping off i can't like i can't wrap my brain around what they're experiencing when my biggest like first world problem today is that oh my god my eye and i can't yeah. drive yeah and your flight's on time and we have limited time today. and my key fob i had like a whole key no, fob drama i think it is crazy that we're watching literally the most archaic form of war happen literally in front of our eyes right now it's it is very it's crazy to me that like humanity wise this is where we're at and also that just this situation unfolding is is really kind of mind baffling to me. Like well, it just seems very medieval. Like this feels like medieval times, and we're watching it. And yeah. and again, like you, like I can't imagine. We have never lived in a situation other than nine eleven where you felt like your life was je in jeopardy. Mm -hmm. And like I can't imagine a country invading here and like the fear of your life. Yeah, literally. That's it's well, insane. and they're like literally defending their existence at the very least what it does is it gives really great perspective right it's like we are so fortunate and to yeah. really like look inwards and self-reflect on that and be like wow i i'm able to like literally go to a job where mm -hmm. you know i have i'm able to have a job i'm able to work i i'm not fearful for my life i'm thankful you know you just it's like these moments where you're like wow i'm very thankful and you also I think finding ways to help in small ways is great. Yeah. Like if there's ways to support them, like hospitals over there, or, you know, there was um, that viral video going around with the babies, um, the NICU, oh, who yeah. um, the NICU nurses were having to bag the babies, you know, and just finding ways to support them. Um, anyway, yeah, we just went on a tangent on that. But that was sorry. not on the show notes. Not at all. I apologize. No. It's just sometimes these things are going on and you have to yeah, kind of talk, talk about it. We love you guys. And, um, you know, 
it's anyways, what this times. episode really, really, the core Lips, of it was right. going to be, we had like a really good question of the week that yeah. we wanted to address. Okay. So I want to say on. this too, because we actually have been getting quite a few questions from you guys um, in the DMs and like via email and everything. So we're actually going to, I think, try and loop in a little bit more of some questions and loop it into our episode. So this one I, we got was really good. So I said, Hey ladies, looking for advice. Love listening to you. Thank you so much for everything you do. I'm a new grad. I've been working in my local ED for about four months, going on five months now. Recently had an opportunity to work a couple days in another ED within the same network. They're much busier, higher acuity. I'm feeling like I made an incorrect decision to be in the NICU or the ED where I'm currently working. And how do I have a conversation with my manager after already signing a contract and selecting an FTE at my current location? So I thought this was a really interesting question. And Sam, um, we're kind of looping this into the idea of like, the do's and don'ts of job search, right? Or like jobs and kind of giving you guys a couple tips on how to handle situations like this. Um, when you're in a job and you're looking for a job, you're actively like, you know, there's a lot of movement going on right now. People are taking travel assignments. People are doing things like Sam took a new job. So I think this is a really, really great question. Okay. I think the most important one is do the legwork, research, learn about your area, the different hospitals, the different types of units, the different man and that that kind of will lead into networking but in general figure out yeah what is the acuity what is it a level one level two level three of trauma or what type of acuity for an icu do they have if it's nicu what level all like is it a high risk lnd is it not like figure out your area your demographics your population what what is available? What are the options? Do the actual legwork and the research. And then from there, you need to network. Yeah. Ask. I've never gotten a job without networking. Mm-hmm. Literally, even my original new grad job was Same. technically networking because I was a volunteer at the hospital that I worked at mm-hmm. before. So every my first, job I've yeah. gotten has been networking. Same. First job for me, NICU, was because of one of my good friends. Was and a new grad with me. Who was a new grad with you. And then um, my second job was because I literally DM'd someone who was working at a hospital that I wanted to work at. And I asked her like, if she liked her travel assignment and then so on and so forth. You know, just, yeah. My second yeah. job on transport was because someone I had known from elementary school had joined transport. She gave me the manager's email. I reached out to the manager, dropped my resume, said, can I just come in and meet you in your office? And then that conversation led to me now being a member of the transport team for three years. My current job in medical device is from networking. I had a friend meet someone who gave me their card, called them, had a conversation with them, sent them my resume. They forwarded my resume to someone else within the company. I made a LinkedIn, yada, yada, yada. I kept in touch for six months before I had any movements, but- Every job I've ever gotten has been from networking. No one's ever going to walk up and be like, here you go. Do you want this dream job? Right. Tori, would you like this? Here's <laughs> on your silver dream platter. job. On silver platter. No, you have uh, to no, network. Yeah. Put yourself out there. Meet people. That's how you get it. Okay. And in terms of this specific question, I will say this too. In terms of new grads who are signing contracts, be very cautious about the contracts you are signing. If yeah. they are asking for three years, <laughs> I would not fucking sign that. I don't know. I would not um, obligate myself to a hospital for that long. Just cautiously move cautiously with that. I would say before you start job searching, look into your contract, read it very carefully. So you are not doing anything that could potentially end you in a legal situation. You just never know. I do know people who have left hospitals 
who never had an issue with a contract that they signed. I do know that that does happen. A lot of times they're not going to spend the money and the effort to yes. chase you down. But if they do, do. you signed the contract and that's yes. your bed you made and you have to lie in it. So Any I contract not... you ever sign, you better know what's in that contract. With that being said, um, a big piece of that would be really trying to offer smooth transitions. Okay. Never burn your bridge. Absolutely. So my first job that I left, we've talked about this. There was a lot going on on the unit. And when I, I had accepted a new position as a travel nurse and I did, I wanted to approach my, my manager, right? I did this in person and mm -hmm. I did tell her, I gave some constructive feedback to her as to like why I was upset and some things that were going on in the unit. However, I was very cautious about how I did it in terms of I wanted to make it smooth. And because of that, we did not leave on a bad note. Because here's the thing. Healthcare is a very small world. And especially now, it's getting smaller and smaller with the more people that are traveling, the more things that are happening. And you never know who's one going to be your manager, who's going to be your educator. You never know these things. So just really make sure you smooth your transitions. And that goes from even... Be professional. County to county, from state to state. Yes. It is, it's yes. such a small I world. cannot tell you the amount you of times. You can literally move out of state and someone will be like, oh, oh I know oh, you, I, know that I remember person. you. Yeah, or or you'll get the the message of like, hey, do you know this person? Like, I should we hire the them? Or, hey, should we, you know, what do you think about them? Do you like them? Like, I cannot tell you the amount of times that has happened. From people out of state that have messaged me, hey, yep. did you, do you remember this person? They used to work at the same hospital as you. They just applied for a job. Would you recommend? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, no matter how mad or frustrated you are, you know, there are ways to constructively tell your management or talk to them, you know, and things like that. And it is good to voice those opinions, but be professional about it. Always also be upfront and honest. Don't ever kind of be like shady even when I was interviewing for this new job I told my transport manager back in December like hey I am interviewing for this position it may yeah as it unfolds I don't know if I'll get it but I might even have to end up going per diem like I don't want to yeah always be kind of upfront. it's never like secrets don't make friends yeah I would agree there's <laughs> like put your big girl pants on and you have to be a little professional obviously don't be like overly forthcoming with details when you don't even know everything yet and there's a difference between oversharing right too so don't go it's too far one way to the other but yeah well and that's kind of to this point too that we have on here is not blindsiding your management really so um sam actually had this yeah do not ever resign over a text message i don't care that it's 2021 now 2022 that's yeah. so unprofessional don't do it don't yeah. do it don't do it that'll leave a bad taste in their mouth forever even i this is maybe an unpopular opinion i would even say with an email i prefer if you can to do it in person if you can so here's my biggest thing so even when i resigned from teaching which I'm kind of adjunct. So did I really resign? No, but I did not. We're remote. Right. So I right. couldn't That's even have point. that face to face. For sure. If I was on campus and I could have went face to face, I would have had that conversation with, uh, and I will send a formal, cause you always have to give a formal resignation letter. Right. So I would have followed it up with, I will be emailing you my formal resignation letter. But I think just getting, having your manager log into their email, open up an email from you and just be like, yeah, like, whoa, whoa wasn't I, yeah. expecting that. Yeah. I think that's poor form and poor communication 
that's me my well, personal opinion okay that's a good dynamic too because typically in the hospital you're always going to have some face-to-face with your management yes i know night shift we get a lot less but you're going to see your management so it, it and it is a relationship-based healthcare is very relationship-based mm-hmm. so i just at a point like i do think it's really important not to completely blind slide blind side your management and because um, I was working remote I didn't have that option to just pop in but I did send a text message that said hey do you have time to talk today let me know when you're available we got on a phone call and I started my phone call with listen I didn't want to just blindside you with an email but I will be resigning here's my reasons why I will send a formal letter to follow up with this conversation but I just wanted to touch base face to face with you because I really appreciate my time I've had here and I love this job and I just kind of wanted to explain why I'm moving on Mm -hmm. and everything like that and then that built that good like Mm -hmm. I'm welcome back I mean to the point where it was like actually please don't leave stay adjunct well and another um piece of this too for a lot of you who are applying to these jobs you're you're going to be required to have um a letter of rec from your management so the way that I have done this in the in previously is I will approach typically my manager I try to do it in person and say hey I just want to let you know I am applying to this position I was wondering if you'd feel comfortable you know, doing a letter for me. And unfortunately, you know, it is this time I am looking for another place. So um, it may be a situation where you're literally asking for a letter of recommendation Mm -hmm. and also telling them I'm resigning. (laughs) But that's why it's so good to be professional and not like leave a bad taste in anyone's mouth. For sure. Okay. Job transition. I thought this was really interesting because Sam has kind of gone through this recently to try and to be very, as you're transitioning into your new job, I will say this, and I just went through this and Sam did as well. It's be proactive. So if you don't hear from HR for a couple of days, send that email again. If you don't hear from the management, contact them again. I had a couple of times where things were slipping through the cracks in, in my orientation. And if I had not sent that email or if I had not sent that text, or if I had not made that phone call, it probably wouldn't have happened. And then I wouldn't have been starting my job. Follow up every single interview with a thank you email mm. to all parties involved. So mm-hmm. make sure when you leave an interview, you get all their business cards or all their contact information. Send that follow up. And then, yeah, make sure things don't slip through the cracks. Even when I was interviewing for this new job, I there were so many times where I had to, hey, just checking in. Yep. Hey, following up. Hey, I had this conversation with this person. It went really well. What's our next step? Right. What's our next step? Yep. What's our next step? Yeah. Try and be overly. Also be organized. Try and have all of your certifications up to date. Know your dates of things, resumes. Just make sure all your dates are up, are up to date. Speaking of which, I highly recommend, and Sam did this recently as well, is just to spruce up that LinkedIn profile. Um, that, you know, recent picture, projects, work experience. Um, just keep it updated and, and a little active because you'll be surprised. I feel like that's Honestly, a big tool. My, I updated my LinkedIn when I applied for this new job. I have gotten offers from yeah. level four, very <laughs> prestigious, like top 10 in the nation NICUs asking me to interview for their NICU educator oh. position. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, nah, I'm good. Yeah. But like, cool. Well, and we don't, and I didn't yeah. seek that out. Those were just like offers being given to me yeah. asking me to come interview for that so yeah, yeah. You update just, your linkedin you never know who's looking there's a lot of recruiters on there and if and if you're someone who's looking for a new job get on linkedin yeah update that profile you never know what's going to come across in that message um and then i would say another thing just as like a side note is just be really sensible with your social media yes um i don't be like me <laughs> 
I think if you're looking for jobs, it might be well worth it to either, you know, just be sensible. Um, you know, we all know what that means. Profanity, overly, outwardly, you know, just be, just be sensible about it. Yes. Um, it'd be, long story short, if you were looking at it as a manager, would you want to hire you? Yeah. There you go. Honestly, really do like to refer you back to our Think Like an Athlete episode. episode. This is just kind of a mini touch in because we got wanted to answer that question that we were received. Yeah. And I think the biggest piece of advice specific to that question is go have a conversation with your manager. Yeah. That's any time that you are even struggling during orientation or you're having this like communication is the backbone of everything. Friendships, romantic relationships, family dynamics, work, everything. Communication cannot is irreplaceable. You cannot not communicate. So go back to your manager, have that conversation, the conversation that you're dropping in our text box, have that with them. Yeah. I had another similar question to this too. I actually have a NICU nurse who she became a NICU nurse um, after uh, about a year ago. And she just reached out to me and she said, basically, she's really unhappy in her job. And I was, and she had faced some retaliation. And I said, you know, is this we went through a couple things and long story short, it seems like it's a cultural issue on the unit. And with that one year experience, I said, look, here's what you can do. Sit tight, get, you know, continue to get your experience, but start looking around, spruce up that resume, start looking around, seeing what's available. Look at hospitals, do your research, do your lead work. Like if you feel like this is really not going to be a good position for you, life is too fucking short. Get out. Like, I am being so serious. Like, you guys do not know if tomorrow is guaranteed. Please don't be miserable in a job. And I do understand the idea of, like, get your experience so you can go somewhere else. But think of that as an opportunity, right? You're like, okay, I am literally learning the things that I don't want to do. I'm learning how to be the best person I can. How can I spruce up my resume and make myself even better to an organization or a unit that would make me the happiest I possibly can? Life's too short. Don't stick around for something that is making you fucking miserable. It has taken me 10 years to embrace this phrase. You cannot put a price on peace. Yeah. Millennials are, you know, and we grew up with that idea that work is work and, you know, you just do it and da, 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 da. And yes, there is a certain level of like, okay, you got to put in the work, you got to do the hustle, you really have to, you got to do hard things. But long term, in terms of your job, if you're really not happy about it, go get another one because there's so many opportunities out there. Cannot put a price on peace. Absolutely not. All right. Check out our Think Like an Athlete episode, though. That's definitely like an hour long and it's this, but way more in depth. But we just wanted to hit the highlights to basically answer this yeah. like, kind of question. And that an we update because we yeah. just both got our, we just had new jobs and, you know, everyone, there's, and to be very forward with you guys, a lot of people are making transitions right now. So don't feel like you, you know, it, there's a lot going on and you're not alone. You're not alone. Um, okay. You guys quick shout out, make sure you head to up Check out our so- sock collab. If you have not, those are our compression socks with the overtime collection. Thanks to Tesla who made us a beautiful design. They are so cute. So you can also go to their Instagram up at dawn compression or yeah. see it our link in bio as well. Absolutely. Send us pictures in them because they're so cute. They come in two sizes small medium medium large just so you know and um they're super freaking soft i'm obsessed with them and um thank you so much you guys for listening we hope you guys have a fabulous day and make sure you're following us on our insta that's at c-e-l-l-f-i-e underscore podcast you can check out all of our partners all of those discount codes just for you linked in the bio and please 
go to Spotify, drop us that five-star review. Also, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, drop your IG handle. We'll send you free goodies, stickers, badge reels, mm-hmm, pins, all that mm-hmm, good stuff. Mm-hmm. And make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at Tori. <laughs> I can never do this right. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.